I have to go virtual. I have no time. I was told that, you know, we were never going to have to do this. I am a classroom trainer. I am a classroom teacher. I am a face-to-face person. I purposely did not sign up to be a teacher online, uh, you know, Phoenix uh, or or whatever other uh, school. I, I was a face-to-face teacher as of a week and a half ago. Well, guess what? In ATD's research in 2017, they said about 86% of all companies would be, you know, having some form of virtual. And as of today, every single company has gone virtual in some way, shape, or form. And so today, I'm Becky Pike-Plutz with the Bob Pike Group. I'm talking about some of the mistakes that people make when they first go virtual. All right, I understand that many of you right now are freaking out. I I would be freaking out if I hadn't been doing this for so long. I've probably done over 5,000 webinars, interactive webinars, and if I count the lecture-based ones, probably 7,000. Just kidding. Um, But I have done a lot, and one of the things that I remember vividly the first few times I did my webinars is I had no one else looking at me. I had no one else giving me encouragement, praise, approval. I didn't know if they were with me or not. And so here are some mistakes if you're using an actual learning platform. This isn't necessarily for just a some sort of a conferencing or a video, video conferencing. This is more if you're taking it to the, to the level of actually using um, a training platform. All right, so number one, the big mistake is you used to be interactive in the classroom or when you were presenting, um, you were instructor-led, participant-centered, which is what the Bob Pike group is all about. The very first few times you go online, all of a sudden, you're lecturing. And the reason why is because we have these fears inside of us about the technology, and we're just SMEs, subject matter experts. We're sharing a lot, but now it's all lecture-based. So I want to challenge you. If you do something in advance, if you create interactivity in advance, it will happen. And if you don't, you're going to end up reading your slides, reading your notes, and that's that. The second challenge is your PowerPoint. Many of you have created PowerPoints for the classes that you've done face-to-face. Some of you have 7,327 slides. I'm talking about you, anyone in the military, anyone in the government. Yes, that's you. White slides with 72 bullets. That is not going to work. Well, first of all, it doesn't work in the classroom, but you can get away with it. Um, But online, you need to have less words, more images, and more interactivity. So you're specifically creating slides that allow for learners to engage. An example might be uh, earlier this month, I went ahead and I did a webinar and it was on help converting classroom to online. And um, it was near the time of spring. And I had a just a, a picture to get people started that said during the you know vernal equinox around March 21st, an egg will stand on its small end. Is that a myth or is that a truth? And it's it's false. Although you can get it to do that, and people swear by this, that has nothing to do with the vernal equinox. There's no scientific evidence. And so the first slide was the question with a beautiful image of um, a basket of colorful eggs. And the second was that colorful, you know, bag and basket of eggs with the false answer. So you want to make sure that you're making it colorful. And then I went right on into my session asking, hey, just like this is a a myth, 
Today, we're going to bust some myths and we're going to teach you how to quickly convert to online. So make those whiteboards or those PowerPoint slides interactive. The next thing, the third thing is your timing. Less is going to be more online. If you normally have a class for 60 minutes or 90 minutes, you're not necessarily going to have the same amount of time online. Uh, you're going to be giving homework. Um, I call it home play. Uh, things like that, things that you would normally have kids do in the classroom, you might ask them to do over FaceTime or something outside of the classroom. So it's going to be shorter, a shorter duration when you're together. And then the last tip, um, the mistake that people make is not connecting. Uh, online, it's much more difficult to connect with people. And the, the mistake made is, I don't have time. People think that they don't have time to make those personal connections. If you don't make time, people are off doing other things. We need to be interactive and engaged every five minutes or we're on our phones. We're buying something on eBay. We're going and putting in a load of laundry. Uh, we're checking on our kids and their homework, whatever. The idea is it, the more we connect, the more we make those personal connections, the more likely we are to have our learners stay on with us during that particular webinar or live meeting. I'm Becky pike Pluse with the Bob Pike Group. I really hope that during this time, we can give you some tips that'll get you going and just encourage you. Get through the first few days. You can do it. And as you progress, add more interactivity in. But tomorrow, start with one thing, just one small thing, to get kids and adults interacting. Thanks for listening to another creative training tip for you.